Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Give a follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me <laughs> at Strict Anonymous. Uh, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. I also change people's names. You could call me from a phony number. You can email me from a phony email. I just want to hear your true story. If you have an interesting true story and you want to be on the show, go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or email me strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and tell me a little bit about what you want to talk about. Now, if you just have a naughty confession that you want to get off your back, you can call my confessions hotline. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. I've been making episodes out of the naughty confessions that have been coming in and I give my two cents to them. So if you have an interesting naughty confession that you want to get out and hear on an upcoming episode, call that number 347-420-3579. You could call 24-7. I used to air all those anonymous confessions on my Patreon. My Patreon is a really great place to go and sign up for because for just $5 a month, you get uh, all the episodes early and ad-free. You get all the anonymous picks of my guests, including Ariel today. You're going to see her in all her glory over on my Patreon. I have sexy picks of every female that's been on my show. You see those over there. I do monthly Q&As. There's some extra episodes on there. But also what you get, which is super fun, is access to my private Discord. And there's a whole community of people there having naughty fun. Okay, so if you want to go in and talk to like-minded people, go sign up for my Patreon and go into my Discord. Uh, I don't get involved in my Discord. I mean, I moderate it and make sure it's all on the up and up and everything's cool, but it's super fun. Like I said, you get access to it by joining my Patreon, just $5 a month and you could cancel it anytime. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast links to that and the number and everything are in the description. So today I have on Max. Max is an interesting guy. He's very into being a masochist. He's into cuckoldry. He loves femdom. He loves, he's an exhibitionist. He loves nothing more to, than to be naked walking around on a leash. And he talks all about it. He's also into BBWs and huge breasts and huge butts he's got a fetish for that and he happens to also be an artist and he creates bbw kink fetish art it's really fucking cool okay he told we talk about it on there like he told me uh and i'm gonna put some pics on my patreon the stuff that he does is really amazing uh the art but what he does in real life is actually really amazing too he's very hardcore like i said he's a masochist he's into flogging and paddling he's been caned He's into CBT, which is cockball torture. He's very into femdoms. He is heteroflexible. He has hooked up with guys, but he talks about how when he realized he could just get girls to peg him, he wasn't so interested in being with guys anymore. And that's like an interesting thing that he talks about. But we really start at the beginning when he realized he was into all these different kinks 
and fetishes and we work our way up through all the things that he did and all of his experiences. When he got into BBW women, he loves to worship big breasts and big butts. He talks about that. He gets very specific about all the things that he's into and they're all fascinating as is his art. It's amazing. I'm going to put a link to his Twitter so you could see it. His episode is super interesting. You're going to love his story. I'm going to be right back on with Max. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Oh, hi, Max. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. So listen, Max, you sound a little hardcore to me. You sound like your voice doesn't sound hardcore, but your story sounds a little bit hardcore. <laughs> You're a masochist. Yes, I am. You're I'm a cuckold. Oh, so that I'm to me, oh my God, you're probably on the extreme side of the cuckold thing. You uh, have a huge breast and butt fetish and so much so, and I guess you're an artist and so you combine the two. You do do these yes. erotic illustrations of very buxom BBW babes, right? Is that like your thing? Fetishy stuff? Yes, I do BBW related, extremely buxom yeah like you put it yeah characters but it's oftentimes depicts dominatrix women and sometimes it involves cuckoldry um different aspects of female domination yeah so tell me your story max or let me just start where you're at now are you a married guy are you a single guy i am single um i'm occasionally dating Uh, i mostly date very dominant women sadists, female sadists in this case, <laughs> uh, sometimes switches. Uh, weirdly enough, sometimes I end up dating women who turn out to be subs a lot. So how old are you, Max? I'm 42. Okay, so you've never been married, right? Like you've been single? I've never been married. I almost got married once. Never married. Okay, cool. So when did you realize that you had all these kinks and which one came first? Like what was the gateway drug to all of your fetishes? I I knew I was a sub by the time I was in high school. Mm-hmm. My very first girlfriend put me on a leash and no pulled me up to her room and took my virginity. Oh my God. Oh my God. You and met I, the girl of your dreams right out of the get-go. <laughs> kind of. Um, you should have married her. You should have married I, her. She was the girl for you. <laughs> I, I later met another girl yeah. who was part of the same friend group in high school who I started dating and she was also a dominant. Mm-hmm. And then I dated another girl, part of the same friends group who was a switch yeah. and I didn't know she was a switch when we dated. She just kind of came out with it. She's, Hey, I have handcuffs and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've just run into women that turn out that they're very kink friendly. A lot of times they're dominance. A lot of times they're switches though at the same time. So. Yeah. Yeah. But like before that girl put the leash on you, did you know you were a sub or that's what clicked it into you? That was like one of your first experiences. Like which came first? You, being interested in that kind of thing or that girl doing it and then it was like so supercharged that you got wired in that way what do you think happened it, first it was i think i was already interested in it mm-hmm. but i'd never experienced it like i'd seen femdom porn mm-hmm. in like a playboy or or on the internet at the time but i really never thought about it as much yeah but that's the moment where i knew for sure i was a sub Okay, so you so you're into all this kink when you're in high school, and when did you start to get into the whole cuckolding thing? 
I got into cuckoldry on the same time that I got into lifestyle. I was kind of dating women that were mildly kinky on and off for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. But I didn't go to my first lifestyle event until I was in my late 20s. Oh, okay. And then I didn't know what cuckoldry was at the time. And then I dated a dominant who I met on Craigslist, ironically. <laughs> and and she basically said that if you want to date me, you have to be cuckolded and you have to be in chastity and you have to do all these things. You have to be, she was really into clothed female, naked male, which is like an acronym. And she explained all this to me. And before that I liked being a dominant or being a submissive, but I didn't really experience it on that level. Like on a professional level, you mean, or like a real hardcore level? Like a relationship level where oh, okay. my partner was just very dominant and enforced me being nude and collared around her and I was wearing a chastity cage all day long and it was pretty extreme and she also introduced me to pegging and stuff like that too so now had you ever on your own investigated that area of your body yeah I'd done that before I had played with dildos before and I, I liked it it was something I was kind of new at mm -hmm. with with a partner yeah but you know i was very open to it so it was just it was like something i never i never really thought about pegging i remember i remember i saw a pegging video a porn video years before and i thought well that's stupid and then i did it <laughs> and i'm like wow this is amazing i should <laughs> yeah. do this more often yeah, yeah that's right up your alley <laughs> and, and now it's pegging has become like my preferred form of sex just because it does that much for me and it's I can have an orgasm or I can have an orgasm while being pegged and it's a hundred times more powerful. So before you got into the lifestyle, all of your 20s in high school was just playing around and doing these kind of kinky things with these girls that you met. Now, had you ever hooked up with guys as well during this time? I I had in especially my early 20s. Uh -huh. And I've always mildly interested in men to a degree, always as a bottom. And I, I'd met a couple of guys and I had a that had taught me and I really liked it a lot of times it was just really awkward meetings mm -hmm. but once I've kind of discovered that women were actually into femdom and especially into pegging I kind of lost interest in playing with guys because I really just wanted someone to fuck me in the ass and dominate me and I wanted a woman doing it because yeah, yeah I'm I, I consider myself to be hetero flexible yeah I can I can play with a guy but I don't really seek it out it's if I'm with a partner like I've, I've met a lot of dominant women that are into force by mm -hmm. and they tend to want when I'm with them, they want me to be more by than I actually am. And usually I'm willing to do it because I'm dating them and I like it. But I, I like the when they lead that and make the decisions there, too. So and then because then that's a part of it. But really on your own, it's not really totally your thing. It's not top of the mountain for yeah. you. Top of the mountain for you is being topped by a woman with a cock yes. right that's your thing right yeah that kind of makes sense mm -hmm. that's just what i what i've always liked but I, I like when women take the lead in a relationship and when they lead me into a forced by situation and it's everything's consensual about it then yeah and then it's a lot more fun of know. course because that female's there she's forcing you that's a big part of you being a sub i can understand why yeah. that's a different scenario than if you're just with the guy on your own yeah I, I just like it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Much. Yeah. It makes sense. So you consider yourself hetero flexible now. So how did you wind up getting into the lifestyle in your late twenties? I, I met that girl on Craigslist and then I discovered, I discovered FetLife like many people mm -hmm. and just kind of looked around on there. I made a, a profile and unlike probably most guys, I had pictures of my face on there and what I looked like. And I wasn't just a bunch of dick pics and 
I had women that approached me on there that were femdoms and talked to them and I dated a couple of them. I ended up going to a couple of munches Mm -hmm. that were exclusively femdom based. And there was a a dominant who I had dated and who I kept seeing at munches and we kind of dated on and off. We're not dating anymore or anything like that. And then eventually I moved to a different area where there was a lot, a much bigger scene. And I just kind of explored that scene on my own, although I'm very introverted. So it was really hard for me to get to that first munch and to that first scene. But eventually I did. And then, you know, I'd go to actual play parties. I met a couple of dominants at play parties. And I was recently in a, in a three-year relationship with, and I guess you could call it a female-led relationship mm-hmm. with a woman who I introduced to kink, but she, she was already very kinky. She just never explored kink. She just, she knew what it was uh, to a certain degree. But when I brought her to her first dungeon party, she was just in heaven. Just, <laughs> did, did you meet her, her at a munch or did you meet her in the like regular world? I met her on a dating site. Okay. And, but we had actual mutual friends and she used to date one of my friends and I had no idea who she was. Mm-hmm. And it's just a coincidence. And then she just dived into the lifestyle, but she wasn't really into cuckoldry so, so much. And so we never did that. She was really into pegging and she liked disciplining me and a, a number of other things. And she really liked because she was very busty and liked having her tits played with like crazy and lots of things like that that I'm into. But we didn't have every single thing in common. Like she didn't want me to do any forced buy stuff. Like she wouldn't let me suck on a strap on, for example, because she thought that was, in her opinion, too gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, OK, well, that's fine with me. Yeah. But but she loved pegging. And and, it, and it, we, since then, we've broken up and she's off going to different munches and play parties on her own. Valentine's Day is fast approaching. So whether you're partnered up or single or married for a long time, why not learn something new you can use in the bedroom and surprise your partner with the best oral sex they've ever had? And you want to know where you're going to find out how to give the best oral sex on Beducated. Beducated is like the Netflix of sex education. They have over a hundred courses to choose from. They literally have something for everyone. They have courses on anal sex and pegging and erotic massage and oral sex courses for both men and women. And let me tell you the best thing about Beducated. You learn from videos that feature real live people giving head so you could see exactly how it's done. So, want to give your partner great head this Valentine's Day? Then go get Beducated. Sign up for Beducated right now by clicking on the link in the description and using my code ANONYMOUS to get 50% off your yearly pass. Plus, you're going to get to try all the Beducated courses for free for one full day. That's 24 hours of free access. Just go to the description, click on the link, and use my code ANONYMOUS to get 50% off your yearly pass plus 24 hours of free access. They also have a 14-day money-back guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose. Just go to the description, click on the link, and use my code ANONYMOUS. And I go to different parties because I don't want it to be awkward, And but I haven't gone to a, a play party in a year, to be fair, so... But yeah. Okay. So now when, now, so when did you get into the cuckoldry thing with one of the girls that you were dating? Yes. I, I dated a couple of doms that were in a cuckoldry and the, 
I haven't done as much as I would like with cuckoldry. I, I dated dominants who would send me pictures of some of their friends with benefits while we were just dating. They're like, oh, I couldn't talk to you last night because this was the dick I was fucking and things like that. But I did date a dominant who I, we met at a hotel room after dating for a while and she had another submissive and she would sleep with her other submissive and fool around with him, but wouldn't allow me to sleep with her in any way other than pegging. So one day I got to the hotel room and there was a note on the door that says, said my name and it said, just come inside. And it was like the left door left cracked open. I could hear they were having sex inside. Yeah. So I come inside and they're on the bed fucking like crazy. And she told me while they were doing it, just to take my clothes off and get on the bed with her and, you know, put on a collar and all that. It didn't last very long because the guy she was having sex with, as soon as I was in the room, he like came almost almost immediately. So <laughs> I was that hoping it would last <laughs> longer than that. Yeah. And, yeah. But it was it was interesting. And I've had a couple of minor cuckoldry dynamics. I find it's kind of hard to find a dominant who's into uh, cuckoldry and sadism and the level of domination that I, I prefer who also might be my type, who might be very voluptuous, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually kind of a mix. and But sometimes I, I get kind of lucky and I find someone who's more or less like that. And you never know. Right. Yeah. Usually they check four out of five boxes. And, right. Uh, welcome to right. the world. That's like dating, welcome, right? Welcome to dating. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, It's yeah. like normal dating, but with a whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that's why you're not married yet. If you had met a girl that checked off all those boxes, you'd be, you would have told me you yeah. were married already, right? I. I would have married. Yeah, I would marry her like that. Like I would, I would like to get married at some point. But yeah, and I've met women recently who wanted the same thing. They wanted a cuckoldry based marriage, and they wanted lots of strap on and all this. But things didn't work out for one reason or another. Like I said, it's very similar to normal dating. But you know, you're talking about kink as one of your interests, and sometimes it doesn't go there. But then again, sometimes they pop up later on and say, "Hey, I remember you, and why didn't we go out?" Then yeah, we go yeah. Out. Who knows? So how far do you get into the whole masochism thing? Like what kind of things, crazy so, things are you into when it comes to that? I, torture? I am into, I wouldn't say I'm a super heavy masochist. Uh -huh. I like being flogged and I can take the hardest flogging a woman can give me. Like oh my I, God. really hard flogging doesn't hurt that bad in my opinion. Right. It's like a really harsh massage, but it's hot at the same time. Yeah. I, I like paddling a lot, but I, I've been at a club where a dominant wanted to, a dominant friend of mine introduced me to another dominant and said she kept trying to tell this other dominant that I was a really heavy sub. So this other dominant went at me hard with a giant paddle and I immediately <laughs> screamed red because there's there no warm up or anything. Yeah. But I, I can be, I can start kind of medium with a paddle and other things and then be kind of worked up to take it heavier, mm -hmm. but I'm not normally right off the bat, super heavy with it, but I can be paddled till I'm red. And then I, I quickly, the red goes away quickly. I've also, I've also been caned a couple of times caned? and caned like with a cane. Yeah. Uh, um, and I've been to the point where I broke down crying and I had like marks on my ass for like a year. And then after 
I stopped crying. The dominant had unrestrained me because she did that. And then she asked me if I'm okay. And I was like, yeah, can we do that again? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I'm like, this is where it gets confusing in your world, right? Us vanilla people are listening. Like, so is crying a bad thing in this situation or is that like subspace for you? I don't know. (laughs) It is. So it's not normal with masochists. Most masochists, they don't cry when they're being spanked or something. Some, some do. And I, I get to that point where I will, reach that point where I will it'll start hurting to the point where it really does hurt and I know it's not doesn't feel as good mm-hmm. but I am enjoying the dominance and submissive level of it and the fact that I'm being caned that hard by somebody I, I really generally that's a point where I'm, I'm going to say call red or call it a safe word yeah but it's it's not necessarily the end of the scene I really just kind of need a break to be honest with you but yeah most subs or most masochists will generally take more pain than that Um, there was a play party that i would go to out here that was really big and they had this thing called the spanking line where guys would show up they'd get naked in front of women they put on collars and there would be a light area a medium area and a heavy area and i'd always go to the heavy area Uh and i'd be i'd be spanked really hard it was only only barehanded spanking Mm -hmm. and then i'd have the and i'd cry after a while because these dominant women would hit hard and as hard as they could go and they loved it and they, I would, the other male subs there would tell me that go to the medium line, you're, you're crying. And I'm like, no, no, this is great. This is awesome. I love this. <laughs> and they, they, but they were, they weren't used to crying because it wouldn't make them cry, but it would make me cry. But you're okay with that. That's your thing. Right. But you're saying like, that's not typical in that world. If no, cry- it's not typical. Most yeah. guys who like pain, they can just take that like, like that. Yeah. But the crying isn't your cue to like, stop really. Not really my cue. Generally, it means I'm close to that level where yeah. I'm going to need a break. Mm-hmm. But usually I'll just let them know if I think I'm at the point where I have to take a break. you know. And then, then I'll calm down, stop crying, and we can kind of resume at some point. What's the difference between flogging and paddling? I would think flogging is kind of smacking your ass with something, right? And pa- So what's yes. the difference? The difference is a paddle is usually a hard surface, like a wooden paddle that you know you would use for baking or something similar. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a wooden paddle, but some sort of paddle where it's a hard, flat surface. A flogging is done with a flogger, which is kind of like – it's like a cat of nine tails, but it doesn't have anything sharp at the end. And they're like strands or flails, I think they're flaws, something like that. Yeah of like leather or suede and they're they're usually really heavy but you can find like really easy starter starter floggers very easily i prefer the larger heavier floggers just because i can take it a lot heavier and i've i've been at dungeon scenes where it was kind of a mixed party so it's there's male doms female doms sub male female subs there and i'm getting flogged and then afterwards i remember this one time this really heavy female sub comes up to me and she says oh my God, I've never seen anyone get flogged that hard and you're just okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't think it was that hard. Wow. And yeah. I guess I impressed her. Now, listen, I've talked to other people. I don't know that they call themselves masochists, but they told me that they were into like ball torture and having women walk yeah. on them. Like I've heard like some- CBT. Yeah. Are you into that kind of stuff too? Like how far do you take yeah, that pain thing? I'm... I'm into CBT, but not really heavy. CBT is co- we got to explain these terms. Munches, cock and ball yeah, yeah, yeah. CBT it's to people that don't know. Torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a it's a real thing. A lot of women who are sadists are into cock and ball torture. Right. A lot of dominants in general are. 
I am into certain aspects of that. Like mm -hmm. I have a huge interest of things I want to explore there. Like I love it when the woman grabs me by the balls and just like pulls in just any way she wants and, or digs her nails into my Aye, balls while she's yeah. grabbing them. Mm -hmm. It's not as much the pain that I like. I just yeah. like the feeling of a woman like taking control like that. Uh -huh. But I also, you know, I, I've, I have a couple of different toys that like, it's like I have this weird glass case thing that you a woman would put around my balls and then it kind of crushes them. Mm -hmm. they, they turn screws and it slowly crushes them and it puts pressure on them. I don't like to go too far with it because just for safety, but yeah. it, it adds a lot of, a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm also very interested in playing with, uh, like electric play with involving both male chastity and CBT where, you know, a woman will have a shock device yeah, around my balls mm -hmm. or, or there's like a chastity cage out now where that'll shock the head of your cock. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of being in a relationship where my dom can push a button and, if I'm, if I'm if I talk out of line, she could push a button and shock the head of my cock to discipline me. I've heard that even for masochists, it's not very pleasurable at all. But that's kind of the appeal to me that it's just a very intense form of pain and just in such a such an intimate way that that appeals to me, like that kind of stuff. What about because you like BBWs and you're like very voluptuous women? Do you like to be smothered? Are you into that whole thing? Sort of, but I haven't been. I like I, I like face sitting a lot, mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten to explore too much faces face sitting. A little yeah, bit yeah. here and there. Yeah, I like women that are like I said, extremely voluptuous. So like I'm really into what's called breast worship, and also butt worship and thigh worship, where you just as a guy you just go to town on that area. You kiss every inch of her breasts or whatever and you then i suck a girl's boob for half an hour straight in different ways and i need somebody who's particularly voluptuous to do that kind of play because you have more area to play is what yeah. you're saying it's oh, also yeah it's also the only area i really switch at like i'll i'll like i enjoy causing a little bit of pain while i'm sucking on a girl's nipples and mm -hmm. I had an ex ex-girlfriend who was actually more of a sub we were we were trying to both be switches and I was playing with her, her tits and they, you know, she, they were huge. And I was just leaving mar marks all over her boobs. And like, I left geometric bite marks all around her boobs in this intricate pattern. And then later she told me that I, I had left so many marks on her boobs. She had to cover herself up. Like she'd never been covered up before. And she complained about it and <laughs> she wasn't really as much into pain. It turned out she was more into way more into being a sub and i think she thought because i was kinky that i might be willing to dominate her but i was only interested in switching in that one area but just because someone's a sub it doesn't mean that they're, they're a masochist right i was going to ask before when you were explaining about the masochist and the crying i was like if there was a venn diagram or, and you have all subs in one circle and masochists in no. another or it's not fully on top of each other correct a lot of a lot of male subs are, or a lot of subs in general are just submissive and they mm -hmm. just like a dominant partner. Yeah. There's a lot of dominants, both male and female and everything in between that only like being dominant. In fact, most recent woman I dated was only into being dominant, but there's a lot of people, There's plus there's switches all like crazy. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are just into, there's a lot of women that are just sadists. They're not necessarily dominant. They're just, they like causing pain. They're really into CBT. They can toy around with dominance and submission, but it doesn't do as much for them. And then there's people that are really into cuckoldry. 
sometimes you get people that are like a dominant who really likes cuckoldry or a dominant who's also a sadist. It's really actually kind of hard to find someone who is both a dominant, a sadist, and in a cuckoldry, although I do find them on occasion. That's that's your person you're looking for. It's like a, they got to check three boxes there, then they got to be very more voluptuous or BBW there. And it's a lot of boxes. It's a lot, it's a lot of checks too. Check <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. When did you realize you were into BBWs or like into huge breasts and butt worshiping and all of that stuff too? Did that happen early on for you as well? Kind of early. Some of the first women I dated were fairly busty and mm-hmm. I didn't date a girl who was really curvy and voluptuous until my early twenties. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just happened to date this random girl where she had extremely large boobs and she was BBW and we had sex and she said she told me that I that she had to be on top. Yeah. It just flat out got on top, rode me for a half hour straight and she was just extremely aggressive and we never did any real kink stuff, but she would like to pin my arms down or she'd tell me to put my hands under her knees while we had sex and things like that. And that, that kind of was an eye opening experience because I, I'd never been with someone, a woman that was that aggressive, but also that voluptuous. But I also had never been in with a woman who was actually good in bed um, or anywhere near that level. I was and like, she was all God. three of those things. She was good and bad. She was the- Yeah. Yeah. And I, I regret to this day ending things with her and who knows. But every, since then, I kind of look at back and I'm like, wow, I, you know, she was what kind of started a lot of this where I started realizing just how much of a sub I was. And I just realizing what I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a very early experience early on. I yeah. do, I think sometimes our early experiences definitely shape our, us oh, yeah. for the future. Don't you think? That's why I wonder where that came from. Hmm? My first girlfriend, like I said, was fairly curvy. She wasn't like a BBW, but she had a big butt and she had, you know, sizable breasts. They weren't huge or anything. And again, she could be very aggressive. And since then, that every girl has been some variation of that that I've dated, or at least the ones I've really enjoyed dating. Mm-hmm. And I, I just realized it more and more that I, I have a specific type that I like, and there is a specific type of woman I like personality wise, because the women I date, they're not just dominant in the bedroom. They're oftentimes very outgoing, dominant women in general. Yeah. A lot of the women I've dated are very alpha mm-hmm. and you know, business women, uh, lawyers, and they, they, they're very, very alpha dominant in real life and they come home and they want their nude collared sub to rub their feet and make them dinner and then take a strap on. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, not every woman's not every woman who's very alpha is like that. In yeah, fact, the vast sure. majority, the vast majority are probably more, oh, they, they come home and they want to be the submissive or they just want to lay, be more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. it's never going to be 100%. No, no, it's right, not 100%. Anything. It's probably 80% are more submissive my experience and then 20 percent are the more dominant ones and, and then everyone else is in the middle somewhere there i have another girl podcaster layla london she's on my show a lot and she's definitely a, an alpha chick and she was talking about how she started doming a guy and she fucking loved it i'm like wow you're like guys would love you because a lot of guys are looking for that dominant woman yeah there's a tremendous amount of men that are submissive or, yeah. or they're just bottoms and they are looking everywhere yeah. for dominant women. Yeah. I think I, a lot of guys that are uh, kind of get into playing with other guys mm-hmm. are that are normally straight are really just looking for dominant women, but they just can't 
find it that often. Yeah, that's what was so interesting about what you said in the beginning that you were hooking up with guys for that experience. But once you realize you could have a woman to give you that experience, it made I, up for I it. really just wanted to feel someone dominating me sexually. And I also realized I enjoyed anal sex. Mm-hmm. And I, I had some experiences with a couple of guys that I actually really enjoyed too. And yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I think back of it, I'm like, oh, that was amazing. But I can easily get that from dominant women, not every day, but if I meet someone who's really into it. And then it just kind of made playing with guys a little bit obsolete. Although, mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's something that I, I'll enjoy on occasion. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, listen, most of the straight guys that I'm talking to that go out and every now and then suck a dick, they always want to be the person sucking the dick. They don't want their dick yeah. sucked by a guy, right? So it's a very yeah, submissive I, I, kind of act. So you're yeah. right. A lot of those guys are looking for just to be submissive. And and what's, what they tell me is that it's hard to find the guy that just wants the blowjob because every guy like that guy wants to give the blowjob. And that's why I made a right. comment on a recent podcast. Straight men, like, get in on this action. There's a lot of submissive guys looking for guys that want blowjobs yeah. if you open yourself oh, up there's, there's a there'll be a line there's, there's so many <laughs> right there's so many guys that just want to suck dick oh. i'll give you an example i don't really like receiving blowjobs at all it exactly doesn't mean that's what i hear yeah um, uh-huh. same thing and but i'm open to giving someone sucking a dick on occasion yeah and same thing like with, with a woman i like women who just want oral it's actually called oral service where yeah. i just go down on them and there's that's its own reward that's that's something that's something that just really works with me and a lot of a lot of women like that yeah i like to please but i also like pleasing outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. so like i like clean i'm like the guy who i like to clean the house and i like doing the dishes after dinner i like making dinner from women i'm dating i love to be, i don't really have a foot fetish but i love rubbing women's feet because mm-hmm. i like i like to be on my knees while they're like sitting up in a, a chair or in, in comfort and just getting to serve in that way and knowing that I'm doing something that they enjoy. Let me ask you this. Do you like to fuck the shit out of a girl every now and then too? Once in a while, but it's usually if I want to just fuck the shit out of a girl, it's usually somebody who's very voluptuous. Mm -hmm. Then I enjoy it a lot more. I've dated some dominants that weren't so voluptuous and I had very little interest in actually having sex with them. I just would enjoy being pegged by them. When they're very voluptuous, like that that girl who climbed on top of me yeah. and told me she had to be on top, she was so voluptuous that I I wanted to fuck the shit out of her left and right. It, yeah. it was kind of the bo- best of both worlds. I only ask because, listen, the way you're describing yourself, you're like, I want to just orally please a woman, and I'm not so much a f- into feet, but I'd love to rub a woman's yeah. feet, and I want to cook her dinner. And I'm yeah. like, if you wind up fucking her too, what girl wouldn't want that? I get that that's you don't want... Too. That's why I just wanted to see, does a guy like you that's totally submissive, will you also fuck that girl? It's not really the top of your list. That's where it's not the top of the list. It's more pegging or having sex with a woman or eating her out or playing with your giant tits, whatever. It's like a different option. Yeah. And I I don't want the same thing every time. I may want to have sex maybe one in every 10 times and the rest of it. I could do all kinds of other things. Uh I'm happy if a woman flogs me and paddles me and then uses a strap on and things like that. But then once in a while I do like sex, but you know, I generally prefer women who want to be on top most of the time, but I do like to be on top sometimes and enjoy that as well. It's just 
not the number one thing that I'm into. Yeah, listen, there's somebody for everybody. Sometimes when somebody's a hardcore into cuckolding and they're kind of like you in that they don't really need to fuck their girl, right? They like all this other kind of stuff. Sometimes yeah. that could create a disconnect because in a very intimate relationship when it's more than just sex, that kind of sex with the woman is it's, you know, it's more than just sex, right? Yeah, I think that with a lot of cuckolds, mm -hmm. a lot of times they want a dynamic where they just watch their partner have sex. And yeah. they, they don't really have any intimacy with them. I know, but, I that's, don't but really, those are I my, don't like that. Okay, good. Because those are my cuck gone wrong stories. Those yeah, are the that, stories that much. end so yeah. bad. And it's for a reason. Uh, yeah, because they don't have any intimacy. And to me, I like I like when I'm doing cuckoldry. I don't want one thing. Like I like being part of the scene while the woman I'm with is getting fucked. Maybe I play with her tits or I could be in a cage. I could be on, on the edge of the bed. I could be under the bed. It doesn't matter. I, I have so many like different ideas that I like there, but I like to be part of it to a degree, but I also still like being intimate with my partner. I just prefer in a cuckold dynamic that I'm not the number one when it comes to penetrating her. Right. But you understand that the connection needs to be there, too. And you're not yeah, totally 100%. Yeah, because when I hear with the chastity and then the cuckoldry and then it gets so extreme that they're not connecting anymore, there's no yep. reclaiming. You're just waiting for your girl to find somebody, one Someone of those else. guys. Yeah. To wind up. Yeah. I think a lot of those guys, if they if they if, I think a lot of them, maybe if they just tried pegging, they'd find out there's a lot of intimacy there. Or maybe if right. they just went down on their girlfriends or wives and continue that as intimacy, then they might keep that. I was going to say, I, I've also dated a lot of women who are very kind of nymphomaniacs where they want to get fucked all the time. <laughs> it's great to be, that, to be a couple then because I don't, I don't necessarily want to have sex in that way that often. Right. So if they have a bowl, yeah, it's like, oh, right. it's amazing. Now they can, this guy can deal with it. I'll, I'll thank that guy afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So that girl could go out and get her fill. You don't have to do it all, but you're going to be there one in every 10 times to fuck her. And you're also going to give her oral and you're also going to rub yeah. her feet and cook her dinner. And so like yeah. more could she ask yeah, for things like that. And yeah. you know, I, I should point out, I'm also into going to, like I said, going to dungeons and I enjoy there being a public aspect because I'm kind of an exhibitionist. Oh, okay. So if I go to a dungeon and people are watching me be disciplined or get pegged or something like that, it does a little bit more to for me because I just enjoy kind of having an audience. Yeah. And so in the past, I've also made a couple of videos of me and me and my ex playing with different scenes and the ex I was with for three years, she was really into exhibitionism. Mm -hmm. more even more even more than me and then i kind of realized how much i like people watching being with her because we got we would gather a crowd and, and so these know, were like dungeon parties usually dungeon parties where you know usually almost always they were femdom dungeon parties and what's a, could you just explain femdom what that means and how femdom that's, means yeah. it, it means female domination yeah so the woman is almost exclusively dominate at least at, the, at a party like this sometimes yeah. there switches you mm -hmm. know um and you, if you go to a party like this it's usually all scenes are female-led where yeah. women are, are topping or they're getting eaten out or in some cases at certain parties they're pecking their guys or in some way or another they're taking the dominant role yeah although like i said it might be a switch couple where they switch back and forth in their home life mm -hmm. but you go in there and it's it's a lot of times it's men who are nude being collared and pulled around on leashes by women wearing black leather latex or sometimes it's just women wearing 
cute dresses pulling around a naked sub and or and then paddling them over over a bench and things like that. Yeah. So what would you and your partner do when you go? Because like for you walking around naked as an exhibitionist on a collar, that must be hot for you. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We we do certain dungeons will allow pegging. Some don't. So we were really into pegging, mm-hmm. especially she was probably more into pegging than I was in some cases. But we go there and she disciplined me with paddles of her choice. And then she'd peg me, especially if we're in a big main room. She restrained me a little bit, but we never really explored that as much as we honestly both wanted to. Mm-hmm. Both were interested in exploring rope, but we never really got the chance, mostly because COVID kind of got in the way and canceled everything for three years. Yeah, And then... I think there was a couple times where certain parties where I would go down on her in front of a big scene of people and she would just squirt everywhere and make a giant mess and things like that. There were times where we'd have sex, just her on top or whatever, on top of a stage and this right in front of everybody, everyone would watch and things like that. But a lot of times we do, I'd be wearing a chastity cage and she'd pull me around on it and we'd watch other people's scenes. But a lot of times we would just end up doing a lot of pegging or a lot of stuff related to that. Why do you and think it, that pegging is sometimes not allowed in a dungeon party? I don't get it. Some dungeons don't allow any sort of penetrative sex oh, okay. or, or any oral sex just because they're they're afraid that they're going to get busted for it. Yeah, yeah that a makes sense. Of, a lot of them will allow pegging because it, it doesn't involve an actual penis and vagina or anything like that it's a toy and they're afraid that there might be people might catch a disease from each other or something random might happen like that they don't want they want it clean they want it safe and they they have very specific rules but it varies by the dungeon some dungeons are just very open and they don't really care and like i said some of them are much stricter in general and where i live there's more than half a dozen dungeons some of them are a little newer than others but is that a lot that's a lot right to have in one area yeah that's that's a fairly large amount i live (laughs) you live in in, a city let's just say it's a fairly large city and there's scattered around the area there's over half a dozen in fact there's a couple of them that just sprung up recently that i've never been to i've just heard about repeatedly like two or three new ones yeah but sometimes they 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 come and go like they there was a really big one that closed recently because of COVID and COVID reasons. Yeah. And then three more popped up in its place. And then in, I think in small cities, like you might get one or maybe two dungeons and then in a big city in a big area, urban area, like where I live, you, you get a whole bunch of them all over the place, even in sort of backwater areas, there's still kind of one, but they won't be as well known. Yeah. And would people be surprised at the demographics of the people that are there? Like, what do you say is the demographics of the people that are into BDSM that like hardcore going to dungeon parties? Uh, Everyone under the sun. Yeah. I mean, you get just everyone. You get a lot of people that are, I will say this, there's a lot of trans men and trans women to go to dungeon parties. Uh And many of them go to femdom events as well as to kind of regular events by regular a general event because yeah. a lot of a lot of times when you go to a regular kink event 90 percent of the people there are male doms and female subs and then oh, there will be sort that's... of a smaller area that's more femdom or right. it's more sort of 
gender neutral. Right. So that's why they have femdom night. So you know that that's yes. what's going down. So because yeah. listen, I'm a lot of times I'm talking to the guy who's into BDSM and we're talking about these dungeons with the dominatrix. So I forget that there's like male doms out there too. Right? It's mostly male dom. Yeah, and that's what's so interesting that you're saying that mostly at the parties, that's why you're specifying that it's a femdom party because yeah. that's the, that's the, they have a special night just for that because typically you're going to go to a dungeon party. It's going to be mostly male guys male doms yeah there's a lot of that and Mm -hmm. then but then it's funny because there's a lot of male doms that say they can't find female subs but my experience is there's tons of female subs they're just they're all over the place and i have a couple of them that i've met on just vanilla sites recently who i've just become friends with yeah and they they say the same thing they're like we're all male doms and i'm like well they're they're all over felt life yeah you should say (laughs) i'll take you to a party (laughs) i've offered i've i have a female sub friend who I keep matching with on a dating site and we talk on and off. Yeah. And I keep telling her, if you want to go to a party, I can bring you to one. But, and I tell her, like, I, I'm not going to play with you because I'm not into what you're into, but we can go together and you can check it out. But there's also parties that are like male dom, female sub oriented, quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to go for a woman who really wants to experience submission to a guy. And there are, you know, plenty of guys there that are looking to play. I, I don't know, you know, what the quality level of male doms would be there, but there's there's a lot of parties like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, Before far less far less femdom parties in general comparison. But yeah, no, that's interesting. When did you start doing the whole art thing and drawing this stuff out and creating visuals? Do you have a website or an Instagram or anything? I have a I have a Twitter account mm-hmm. that I can give you the address for, and where I post just about everything I do. I, it's it's Bow Before Gynarchy is the name of the the Twitter. Oh my god, Before you gotta spell as, that, but I'll, I'll put a link to I it. Just spell it. <laughs> yeah. B O W B four G Y N A R C H Y and at Twitter. However, you want to do that with Twitter. Um, and my post. Why did you pick such a? There. Why did you pick such a complicated name? <laughs> oh my god! It was a weird <laughs> web handle I used, oh, and okay. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of male subs that like the idea of gynarchy, which is a completely female-led society, which is a, really a fantasy. Oh, um, and so I thought about, it, yeah. I thought it'd be a great title just to get kind of attention, and it it, it fit the theme of my work. And I, I started doing drawings like that. I would sketch things like that when I was in high school, but just throw them away or whatever. And mm-hmm. then when I was in college, I just started doing more and more femdom stuff on the side. But I wouldn't draw that as part of my college courses, the like, work I would turn in. Because I, I was an <laughs> yeah. art major, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, And cool. then afterwards, I would I would started to build my own little repertoire of femdom-related art that I just got better and better at and started building up a gallery of online and it started getting a small following. But, I'm trying to you know, find you, so but it's like you just said it so fast and I can't figure out what the fuck you're saying. Okay, Submissionary, that's your name. Oh, look at these. This is really cool. Wait, your stuff is really cool. Thanks. I put a lot of work into it. It's like very futuristic too. It's got like that kind of spin on it. Yeah. A little bit, right? Very futuristic. I like, I love science fiction at the same time. Yeah, it's got that. Yeah. It's kind of a blend of everything I like all in one. And yeah. Do you sell your art anywhere? 
I occasionally do commissions mm-hmm. or I've sold some original work. I mostly work digitally, so there's not really originals. But I'll, like I said, I'll do commissions when people approach me about it. And then I've got some older drawings that I'll sell. And a couple of them are femdom themed. Oh my God, these but... in a dungeon or at a party would be so fucking cool. <laughs> if you know I had a place mean? to sell them at a dungeon, yeah, they would They would probably. Oh my God, if you well. blew this shit up and put made huge posters all around a room and threw a party, like I would put this shit up all around. Like it's so cool. It would be a really Thanks. cool vibe. Thanks. Uh, the, you got a point there, actually. Don't you think? Picture it. Listen, I live in New York City. I'm surprised. You could have, I don't know what city you live in, but there's a place where Not you either. could do a little art. Uh, you could show this stuff at an art gallery. Like, it's really cool. It's got an edge. It's 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 beautiful. It's art. And it's interesting. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to show my work at galleries before. I have, I've shared it at a couple of very small galleries. Yeah. Uh-huh. And where I've showed one or two pieces, it's funny because I've showed a lot of just kind of regular abstract work or some kind of vanilla art. Yeah. And then I, I squeezed like one femdom <laughs> drawing in. And guess yeah. what? The femdom drawing is the one that everyone liked the most and got all the attention. Yeah. People were oh, my God, that's yeah. so different and so unique. Yeah. But it was also positive and negative attention. So there was like 90% of the people thought it would, it would be amazing. And there was just like one guy who'd be like, oh, my God, that's just obscene. Or, yeah, and everyone you know, listens like, to I don't that like one that. guy. Yeah. There's always that one guy. If this shit was glow in the dark, imagine how cool it would be in a place. It would be interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me ask you this about your, you said, you said the word vanilla. My last question to you is like, who the fuck knows about this whole side of you? Everybody? Or is this like people Not that everybody. know you would have no fucking clue? Like, how do you most, roll? <laughs> well, most of my family doesn't know. None of my family really knows. Okay, yeah. My my ex knows because we were all in the scene together. And, yeah. you know, we're still close because we have a child together. Mm-hmm. Um, when her family kind of knows quite a few of them. One or two of my friends know, but it's generally people I know that are more kink oriented. Mm-hmm. And because I'm I'm a big nerd with nerd stuff, there's a strong connection between kink and like nerd culture. A lot of nerds are very kinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I, think. There's a, a ton of connection there. Well, because so, don't you think there takes a little bit like of intelligence needed there to be because it's yes. like a creative part of somebody. It's like you're you have to yeah, be kind of smart, don't you think? There's you a strong a connection between <laughs> kink and intelligence. And I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people say things like that where there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of intelligent people just are just really kinky. get really into odd kinks that other people just might not be into and Things like that. Do you think it tends to be more filled with more heady people because it's like on a heady kind of sex? There are. Yeah, I've I've heard, but I can't confirm this, that there are quite a few certain celebrities that will go to some different femdom parties, Mm -hmm. but they wear they wear masks. Yeah, they don't want people to know. Of course. And then I've met dominants who said, "Yeah, yeah, I dated a celebrity who they wouldn't tell me who it was, but they said it was really on the down low because this person was just really into femdom, but they don't want anyone to know. It's almost like they think they're going to be outed 
you know, for some reason, which is well, really, if they were, they it would fuck up their career. Look at it happens all the time. It's kind of it's so ridiculous because first of all, it's no one's fucking business, and it's kind of gross. Like recently, there was that whole thing with Will Smith. Somebody came out and said, "Oh, I used to see him fuck guys." Like, why would you snitch on someone? Like, why would you even say that? Even if he does, what is it anyone's business? That's what he does, and if he doesn't want anyone to know, no one should know. It's if it's as long as it's consensual and everyone's into it, it's no one's fucking business, and it doesn't matter. But these people have to wear a mask because like the worst thing that could happen is that that gets outed because the majority of people I mean it's the reason why I do my show to kind of like get people to be more open to stuff and realize that this is what's going down and it could be the person sitting next to you it could be your uncle that you don't know it could be your neighbors these are regular Um, people are doing these things celebrities are doing them and the guy down the street's doing them and the woman that you're working with does them you know I I have a woman named Gang Bang Betty and she's like I've seen her she's a soccer mom you would never know and she's having full-on gangbangs this is the shit that goes down but nobody wants to talk about it and no one can be outed because you could really lose like nowadays you could lose a lot you know it, you have to keep it under wraps it's a, it's a fact sorry yeah i mean i was I'll, I'll give you an example like i went to school with somebody who's in the same program as me yeah that i kind of got the vibe that she was kinky uh-huh. and she's very very dominant female yeah um and i recently came across her looking for subs and I was like wait I went to the same program with her that's (laughs) not that surprising but we never talked about kink or anything like that because I didn't want to ask her because yeah it wasn't that connection there but I mean I got the the feeling while I was in grad school that if I had drawn you know erotic art or femdom related art a lot of the a lot of the people I was in school with would not have been cool with it. They would have been like, what is this? Why are you doing this? And then <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten kicked out of school, but of course they, they would have looked down upon me for doing that. So even this beautiful art that you do in these pictures, a lot of people that you know that you're friends with don't even know that that's your stuff. They, they wouldn't know people yeah. in the program I went to, they might recognize the style. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like bit, the colors and very, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very stylistic. Yeah. But they, they wouldn't know those particular pieces or that I did that type of art or like any sort of erotic art. Yeah. But they'd recognize the very specific style of it, I think. Yeah, I love it. I think it's cool as shit and beautiful and like you're really talented. Um, I, like you. I said, if I was like running a dungeon, I'd be like, could you make these uh, glow in the dark and I'd blow them up and put them all over? Like, how, how cool would that room be? I'm going to poach some from your Twitter and put them on my Patreon so people could see oh. them. There's Go one blue woman, uh, squish tits of tomorrow, huge squish, squish. <laughs> huge, it's called huge squish tits of tomorrow. Yeah, yes. I love that one. It's so fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, you're really talented. It's amazing. I don't know what your regular art is, but this stuff is really it's cool. Similar. And there's a place for it. You're very talented when it's Thank actually you. very cool. So um, I'm going to post some of that. I will put a link to your Twitter so people could see what we're talking about because it's super cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. You lead a very interesting life. I wonder who you're going to wind up with. Like you said, you're kind of open to meeting someone now, right? Like it's like your time. You're kind of looking to settle down maybe. I'm looking to settle down. I would like to be in a female-led relationship. Mm -hmm. And eventually I'd like to – I would actually like to get married. Yeah. And and like I said, I have met numerous dominants, surprisingly, on a lot of dating sites in the last couple of years. And – I was recently dating a dominant or woman who's very vanilla, but very dominant and kind of mildly interested in kink Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out, but the next one might. 
who knows yeah listen i think it's all about timing i really believe that there's somebody for everybody sometimes if you don't have anybody yet it's just you haven't you're not ready for it you didn't want it but if you do want it now it's just a matter of time and you will meet that person like i said it's there is i believe there's somebody for everybody it's just a matter of like you wanting it right you're probably ready you're in your 40s you already have a kid but you want to have a long-term relationship and i'm sure that's going to happen for you you're going to meet somebody eventually you probably weren't interested before (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know it'll happen eventually. Like I said, I, I meet dominance more often than you would think. I think there's a lot of male subs on in the world who think that dominance are super rare, but they're not as rare as you would think. Yeah, I they love are that. Out there. And like before, and, were yeah. you ever really looking for, uh, like you've had long-term relationships. Were you looking to get married before or is it now, now you're looking for that? I was always interested in getting married, uh-huh. but I didn't want to marry somebody who wasn't at all physically my type. Yeah. Or I didn't want to marry somebody who was very vanilla and then have a secret life. I wanted to have somebody who was into the same kinks, at least a good amount of them that I was. Because there's some kinks where, like in my last relationship, we weren't, we didn't do any cuckoldry, but I still, it was a really fulfilling relationship still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't expect to find someone who's absolutely perfect. That would be amazing. There's compromise. If they, if they check four to five boxes, I'm probably going to be happy. Yeah, yeah, that's and cool. Hopefully, I can you can have that kind of thing too. But you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, listen. If but there's any I, dumb women, listen. I have a. You're gonna get access to my Discord. Maybe there's listen. My Discord's like Craigslist now. People are like hooking up on there. Not really serious. I'll give you free access to there. Maybe you'll get hit up by some people. It might happen. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. But listen, thank you so much, Max, for calling in and sharing your story. It was super interesting. I'm going to put, I put pics up on my Patreon. I'm going to take pics of your art and put it on uh, my Patreon. That's cool, right? I could take some stuff from Twitter to show people. I'm going to. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put a link to your Twitter so people could see your stuff as well. Your episode will definitely be up soon. It'll be on a fetish Friday. So keep, stay tuned. It'll be up soon. Awesome. Thanks, Max. Thanks so much for calling in. This was fascinating. No problem. Thank you. Bye, Max. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics, and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests, as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast that's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast the link is also in the description below thanks so much for listening do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything 
is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.